0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad. A couple new reports raising some eyebrows when it comes to the health of Canadian kids. Your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews. These reports say that Canada was failing to provide healthy, safe childhoods prior to the coronavirus pandemic, setting kids up to be particularly hard hit by the global outbreak. The Canadian chapter of UNICEF says Canada's children have worse physical and mental health than their peers in most other countries of comparable wealth. And a report from Children First Canada and the University of Calgary says the top 10 threats to childhood, which had been increasing over the past decade, are spiking further because of the pandemic kicking things off today we are joined by david morley david is the president and ceo of unicef canada welcome to 630 chad david
1: thanks very much David.
0: all right now give us an idea how long have you been tracking how long has unicef been tracking uh these markers when it comes to children's health
1: well over the last 20 years we've been doing comparisons amongst the countries of the wealthy world and you know we found that Canada's never really we've never as a society re- performed up to how wealthy we are you know we're one of the handful of wealthiest countries in the world we're but when it comes to our child well-being we're stuck in the middle and this it's starting to look like that we're even falling behind.
0: So this report showed that Canada ranks thirtieth out of thirty-eight countries when it comes to the well-being of children and, and youth under eighteen. Uh, what does that? Um, when you're, what are you looking at? What are what are um, you looking at to yeah. determine that ranking?
1: So there's there's three main areas, Jalen. We look at, at what you you mentioned. Two of them there's the, there's mental health mm-hmm. and all the things that go into mental health. You know of, of bullying of uh then there and there are indicators as well like um suicide rates mm. which tell us certain things then there's physical health of children as well things like obesity and you know almost one third of of canadian children are, are obese now and then we're looking at things like infant mortality rates uh, how children under the age of five who who die from preventable causes and then there's we also look at skills for life how set up our older kids adolescents are are they getting what they need to enter into adulthood and so we we compare that and and you know we 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 take government statistics and and we just compare it and it's you know, for us as Canadians, there, there are some countries in the world are, are celebrating, I'm sure, you know, Denmark and Norway and, and the Netherlands. Um, but it's pretty shocking for us as Canadians to see well, where our kids are.
0: Well, I, I think for a lot of people, uh, Canadians, as you say, um, hearing this would be rather shocked because I suspect that most Canadians believe that we have, we, we believe that we're, we're leading the world when it comes to our children.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I think, sometimes I feel that we we just assume that because we're here with all, with the natural resources and the human resources that we have in our country, that we should be living up to our potential, Uh, but but we, this closer look, and talking to kids themselves, you know, and surveys of kids, of children themselves around the country, um, it just gives gives a different story. And it's it's almost like we figure, oh, we're, we're, the, the kids will be okay just because, right? And and we're not doing, you know, Jaylen, we're not doing the things that those countries like, like Denmark, Norway, the Netherlands, France, others that, that aren't as rich as us on, you know, the, the average income, but they're investing more in child-friendly and family-friendly policies
0: And that makes a big difference. So that's what I was going to ask you. What are they doing that we're not doing, David? well they're they're investing
1: more in early learning you know the couple of like years under kindergarten mm-hmm. they invest more in that and in daycare so that and and then they're also investing more in parental leave so that it gives <laughs> gives parents of the little kids because those those first couple of few years of life are so key for what comes next parents have a choice right they can stay at home or if they want to go back to work they've got affordable daycare and early learning that can help so those uh, those countries are doing that and they're also providing extra income support to the poorest families we still have across canada one out of every five families uh is uh children rather is 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 living in poverty so if we can just get some money to their parents that can help kids pretty early on they can those parents what we've seen is they'll tend to invest that money in better food so that's going to be really good but also things like i don't know recreation activities music activities things that other kids in the community are doing and now that's not only that's not only good for the child's development but they also tend to feel like they're part of community and that's a huge thing that we've learned from talking to canada's children sure. if they want to feel they belong
0: so, D- David, if you've been tracking this for the past, you know, couple of decades, I mean, are we at a low compared to 20 years ago, or is, are we just kind of like stuck in that fair to middling ground? Uh, I mean, w- w- were things better 15 years ago?
1: No, they weren't. You know, we haven't. Somehow, somehow, we haven't. Really taken seriously, I think the investments that we mm. need to make, um, and I think, and it feels, and I think we're slipping behind. We'll often go, well, we're better than the states, right? Mm. I mean, that's <laughs> what we do as Canadians, and it's true, we are better than the United States, but that doesn't mean that we're we're up to what we can be for our for our children. And, and those countries, those wealthier countries, well, the countries that are better for kids invest. Around three percent of their gross national income, their their, their yeah. national income in kids, we we invest a bit less than two percent. So some of it's just
0: investment choice. So, so some of the things that were outlined in this, and we've heard about this, we've talked about this on the show, about, uh, you know, the number of children that are overweight or obese, and that goes to all sorts of different, like that's an onion. Every time you peel it yeah. back, there's another layer yeah. there, you know, accessible food and healthy food and, and yeah. wealth, all of that sort of stuff. But this, and I, I question this, it says... Um, It said nearly a third of children are overweight or obese, while nearly a quarter of children are generally dissatisfied with their lives. Nearly a quarter of children were generally dissatisfied with their lives. How do kids know? How do children know that they're dissatisfied with their lives? I think
1: children know, Jalyn. They know if they're happy. They know if they're feeling comfortable. They know if we spend... If, if those kids are spending a lot of time, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, and maybe they're mm-hmm. not able to, they'll feel it, right? And I, that's where I think we we may say as adults, "Well, you, you got to you know, you know, you got enough food, yeah, you're able to go to school mm-hmm. or whatever." But it's listening to the children themselves, you know. And one of the things that we see too is in growing income inequality that we've been seeing in Canada over the last fifteen twenty years. This is one of the things that happens is that more countries, the countries that have growing income inequality, the kids feel less satisfied. The poorest kids are going, well, we're being left more behind. The middle class kids are going, whoa, I don't want to fall down. And that makes me anxious. And
0: well, I would suspect it, it, adults are feeling the same way about that, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, right. But I, but, but we as adult, you're right. But as adults, maybe we've got a better chance to try and do something about it Mm. Uh, it, it's not and i know it's not that easy but i think for kids they're just sometimes they're just caught up or they feel when they're at home they feel the anxiety of their parents as well
0: So we're talking this afternoon with uh, David Morley, who is the president and CEO of UNICEF Canada, and there's been a, a couple of reports been put out, one of them by the Canadian chapter of UNICEF, and the other one, a report from a group called uh, Children First Canada and the University of Calgary, really saying that, um, that even before the pandemic, that Canada was failing to provide healthy, safe childhoods prior. And uh, given that, we're, we're setting kids up for even more failure, uh, you know, given. Given the pandemic that we're in right now, so David, are there areas uh, where Canada is doing well? I, I mean, I'd like to think yeah. that our education system ranks up there a little bit yeah. better. What about child? Like, what about mortali- yeah. mortality mortality the, rates? The,
1: well, well, the, to me, the most um, hopeful of this, and and you know, I don't, I don't like to be uh, doom and gloom, but this is just what the stats tell us. You know, the international statistics are telling us. Is our but I but I give hope from our, for our education system because um, we're towards the top of that in our with our public education system and we've done other other research in the past that shows our public education system is one of the best in the world at helping newcomers immigrants to to the country uh, get the education they need and become part of part of uh, accepted part of society so I think that's really positive and it's also really important because to me it says we've chosen to invest in our education system Mm. and it shows hey it works So, Mm. so we know how to make wise investments you know and and that is um, that's something I think which is what we have to remember because sometimes we'll go uh, all of the public investments we make nothing works or whatever Um, but no that's not true our Mm. education system across the country is still one of the best in the world
0: Hmm, interesting what about on the on that child mortality rate I'd like to think that in Canada those numbers have to be much better than the rest of the world
1: they're 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 better than um absolutely than than poor countries absolutely they're they're much better um you know and and here the difference between of some of the child mortality isn't isn't that big in those very mm. uh, those very early years but we are seeing uh some things which are, give us concern uh one is is immunization rates are starting to drop mm. and we you know the the biggest killer of, of children under five in the world used to be measles and now in places like africa and asia massive vaccination campaigns now and that measles is not the same threat that it used to be but we're seeing it come back in pockets mm. in in so that's that's a bit concerning and you know to me the the saddest, you know, we talked at the beginning, Jaylen, about mental health. Is is some of the rates of teenage suicide? Yeah. and that, you know, that how must you be feeling if you're a teenager and you don't see any reason to go on?
0: Well, I, and according I, to I this report, some of the highest uh, the highest rates of adolescent suicide, uh, you know, in, in the countries listed in this report, and that is that is alarming. That is that is incredibly alarming.
1: Yeah, you know, I think because uh, that's where you know, you and we were talking earlier about life satisfaction, and I think those are those are connected, mm-hmm. right? It's it's you know, we could say, you might say, or I might say, we got all the opportunity in the mm-hmm. world in this ca- in our country, and take it, grab it, you know, but
0: if yeah. the kids don't feel it. Well, no, and, you know, my, my husband's a high school teacher, and so I, I hear about it firsthand. My nephew yeah. at uh, 15 years of age died by suicide, and to this day oh, we will yeah. we will never, ever have a, an idea why. And it's like, what, what you know, you're, you're a great kid, great you know, football yeah. career, great in school, all that sort of stuff you just don't know. I'm curious, yeah. though, you know, when you talk about this in relation to the pandemic, so, you know, going into the pandemic, uh, they're saying, you know, we were setting them up for you know, according to this report, you know, you know, know, some difficulties added to the pandemic. What does that do now? And and what do we have to do to move through it? Knowing full well, David, (laughs) that there is no money out there. Well, I
1: think that a couple of things. One is, you know, the pandemic, I've been fortunate enough to work in with children's issues around the world for many years and i was in haiti after the earthquake and i this and after the earthquake in haiti 10 years ago it was like society broke open and suddenly ah, you could see all the terrible stuff that was kind of hidden because and that for me is the first thing here that where the pandemic has broken open our society so that many of us are seeing some of the problems that are that that perhaps were hidden to us in middle class you know educated people and well my my son is a is a teacher as well so you know sound like like middle class and it's suddenly become apparent to us and i think that we need i think that as a society you know when you say there's no more money like clearly we're in economic difficulty Mm -hmm. but are we going to choose to to share a bit more or are we going to choose to hunker down and and just try to you know get into our just our families of course we're going to help our families but but i think we're learning from this pandemic that if if we don't help everybody that virus you know will Mm -hmm. come it finds cracks and it comes in and i think we have to think like that as a society we have we we have an opportunity to go We've got our dreams of what we want Canada to be, but if we were to invest more, and and I know it's got to come from somewhere, and and <laughs> but but if like we're if we went up from under two percent of our of this is across the country, yeah. less than two percent of our national income in children, just up to three percent. As I say, that's what the countries like like the Netherlands and Denmark mm-hmm. and France—they're not rich.